Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, my name is Thorsten Stuckmann. I played for North End from 2011 to 2015 and now I'm, well, unfortunately, I had to retire from um, professional football due to an injury from um, where I pulled my biceps tendon on my right arm and um, yeah, just work as a media pundit for the German Football League for the DFL and um, were uh, just commentating on um, Bundesliga games in English. Yeah, so obviously North End, you joined under Phil Brown, played under Graham Wesley and then played under Simon Grayson. How did you find the move from German football to English football? Um, it was quite challenging because um, it's completely different in the in the just a normal setup routine before games because in Germany I was used to, well, even if we had a home game, I was used to stay... Um, in the hotel the day before, the overnights, they even at home games, where in England it was just relaxed, coming to training um, or coming to the game an hour and a half before kickoff, um, especially at home games. Yeah. And um, if I just take an example for when we had a midweek game in Germany, we would have either met on the day before and go to the hotel, or if we had a home game, we meet in the morning, have a training session, then go to the hotel, have a sleep, um, just a little nap at midday, and then go to the to the ground. Where yeah. in England we used to just turn up an hour and a half before the game, and and that it, to get this relaxed routine going took me quite a while. Not knowing what exactly was asked for me um, just before games. Um, well, I knew what to do, but I had to do it myself. Where yeah. In Germany, it was all organized for someone. And um, that was quite entertaining and exciting. Um, and then, obviously, the football is quite a lot of the, um, yeah. Well, it is different compared to German football, where in Germany is a lot of tactical, and in England you try to get well forward up the pitch ASAP, yeah. especially at the, at the start of the game. Um, a lot more physical than in Germany. Um, had to get used to that, even though I'm six foot six. And um, yeah, but that was the most challenging part, I would say. <laughs> so, obviously, how, how how did you move? Was it uh, Almania Aachen that you played for? Yes, I played for Almania Aachen um, in the second Bundesliga. My contract uh, won out in the summer 2011. And um, so, and then from that point, I was looking for a new well, opportunity, experience. And, um, yeah, at the end, it was North End, yeah. <laughs> so, how, how did that come about? Well, um that's a long story, to be honest, um, because um, my contract ran out and I was injured in 2010. I broke my foot. It took me ages to, to get back. Um, the other keeper who played, played really well in Aachen. So I was out of favor. And then they told me not to extend my contract. Yeah. And then we were looking for some options. And um, uh, um, I said, I would fancy to go to England or abroad in general. And my agent came up with a um, with a trial 
at Leeds United. And I yeah. said, yeah, well, fine. Kasper Schmeichel at the time was a goalkeeper there. And I was there, fine, I'm going over there. Had a good session or had a good week. Simon Grayson was manager at the time, funny enough. Yeah. And But they didn't sign me. I think it was, well, I'm not known for kicking the ball just to the other box. Of, um, to the other box. My kicking wasn't as far as probably every other English keeper's kicking. Mm-hmm. Um, and having then Kasper Schmeichel with you in training doesn't really help, I would say, because <laughs> Kasper just puts it down and hits it on the other crossbar. But um, I had a good session at the end. Uh, Simon didn't sign me. I think he signed Lonas then um, in the summer. But it was good experience. And for me, it was like, oh, yeah, I would love to go to England. It's great football, great um, environments where you're in. I think the, the Leeds training complex was probably similar to Bayern Munich's one now. Yeah. Um, but it was different kind to what I was used to from the German second Bundesliga. Um, so, do you think coming over for that week? Do you think that made your mind up that yeah, course, it's something yeah. I definitely want to do? Yes, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And then um, my agent had an offer from um, from a Greece club, Ergotelis, in 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 on Crete, mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, well, money sounded really good, and I was like, yeah, let's go over, have a look, and we went over, and it was it was nice, but the the crisis, the Euro crisis in Greece, just started, and we said. With a little boy who was just three months old, now we don't want to do it. And then had the option to go on trial to to Swansea. Yeah. I went and watched us. They got, just got promoted to the Prem. And um, they offered me a trial as a second choice keeper because they just signed the lad from, from Portugal, a Portuguese keeper, Moreira. He was at uh, PE for a short while as well. On, was he only on trial, I think? Um, under Grayson, uh, under Wesley. He had so many keepers in, I can't really remember. Yeah. <laughs> and um, that didn't work out at the end, but it was a good experience as well. Yeah. And then I had an, um, a trial at, at PE, which was uh-huh. brilliant. I think I came in, in just before they signed Ian Turner on a permanent. I came in on um, in, in preseason. Yeah. And well, I had a good week. Phil Brown was happy. I played a friendly against Morecambe. I think I saved the penalty um, against yeah. Morecambe. Was I came on? I think second half turned. Um, who was the other keeper? Oh, it was oh, the other keeper on loan. What's his name? He was. Um, he's a Fleetwood goalie coach now. Um, um, oh, uh, Dave Lucas. Yeah, David Lucas. Uh, Lucas is brilliant, and um, he really helped me at the start when I came on trial. Even though Yumi did, um, Clark Carlisle did. They all, all the experienced players. They all helped me um, when I first came over on trial. Mm. And I had a really good week. was really disappointed because um, I didn't get the contract because they just signed Ian, Ian Turner and Phil said, oh, we can't afford two keepers. And we, we just offered him the deal and he accepted it. Sorry, thanks, but no thanks. And um, yeah, then I went back home, really disappointed. And my missus just said to me, I think they will come back to you. And I said, yeah, whatever. Um, yeah. Was looking for other clubs and um, went on trial to Yeovil That was different kind of um, experience, I would say. Yeah, I can imagine. Not professional, not professional at all and didn't really enjoy it. Had a really bad week in training. Yeah. I didn't feel happy there. It was, was not the place where I wanted to be. Um, and then... Tried to keep fit at the reserve team of Werder Bremen. 
Um, and then I got an agent call in, I think it was end of October, who said, mm-hmm. when, do you still, are you still free? The English agent rang, are you still free? I said, yes. He said, yeah, well, Preston just came back and they would like to sign you. And I said, oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. He said, well, you, you've got to catch a flight tonight. I said, hang on a minute. And uh, Werder Bremen was about 200 miles away from where I live or I used to live. Yeah. I had to go home, um, rang my missus on, uh, on the way home and said to her, listen, uh, just put me some clothes in the back and um, I'm going to England tonight. And she said, eh, what? <laughs> <laughs> More or less, two hours later, I was... Um, on the flight from Dusseldorf on the late, or it was a late, late flight at, I think, 7 p.m. from Dusseldorf to Manchester, got picked up by my agent and had one training session with Foxy in the morning and then signed the contract uh, and then went down to, to Char- uh, Charlton to play yeah. um, in that game. It, but because of international clearance, didn't came through, I didn't play. And um, oh, right. that's how it okay. all happened. So I've signed for a month. It was a monthly deal. And I said, well, I'm happy to do it because then it gives me some time, even if it doesn't work out, to, to play games for a month or two months. And then I'm free for the next t- transfer window. So yeah, yeah you, really you put yourself in the shop window then, don't yeah. you? Just get myself in there. And I was happy to do it. And yeah, my first game was then in the in the Johnson's Paint Trophy against Rochdale. Yeah. That was the penalty save, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the. the I think it was three penalty saves or something. Yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll I'll come on. I'll come on to your penalty record in a bit. Um, so how how was it to play under Phil then? Um, short. <laughs> I think it was only a month and a half. I think um, because he he got sacked start of December and I <laughs> I joined start of November. Right. So um, it was. Well, that for me was different again as well, because in England, you don't train as much as, as in Germany. You have a session once a day or it's just ticking over because you have midweek games, so, ma- yeah. or so many midweek games. And for me, it was like, yeah, good. Just enjoy it. Just go in there, do what you've been told to do more or less and um, try to get fit ASAP. Yeah. And worked a lot with Foxy, with the goalkeeping coach. But... Um, Whenever I joined the training sessions, it was a small-sided game or um, or 11 v 11 against the kids because we played the game the next day under Phil Bond. So not really intensive training, I would say. Uh, Phil was good to me. He put me in there. He gave me the confidence to do what I what I can do and um, yeah. just play my game. And to be honest, because I played, I thought the first seven games were probably the best games I had in my career. Um, like just play with the freedom I had then. And um, Phil was good, really enjoyed it. Brian Horton was was a funny character, never seen anything like that before, I would say, in Germany. <laughs> and was a real, to be fair, it was a good atmosphere in the dressing room as well, even yeah. though they've not been as successful in the the, uh, the weeks before I, I came as, as they would have imagined. And I think the start of the season was really brilliant with seven wins in a row. And then they yeah. fell in, in a dip and then that's when I came. But... It was, it was good. It was yeah, new experience. They hap- and the lads were happy to see me because obviously I've seen them in pre-season. And um, when I turned up at Charlton at the first game, um, they were like, oh, big man, what are you doing here? And good to see yeah. you. And they were all really welcoming. 
that made it easy for me. And then I had Jovel Sumo. I can, um, don't know if you remember him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big striker. Um, I used to play with him in Aachen the, the season before. Right, okay, yeah. So, and that helped me as well to, well, have a German lab in there just to translate some bits. Yeah. Because sitting in the canteen in the first couple of months was like completely different uh, to what I've seen before. And I thought, yeah, I can speak a little bit English. But when I was first sitting in the canteen, I thought, like, in which country am I here? <laughs> <laughs> well, the players. Yeah, well, you, talk, you would have had um, Humi. Yumi uh, Meltz, Markalyle, Craig yeah. Morgan, Quezza um, was there as a player still. Um, David Antwos was the assistant. Yeah, and that's uh, quite a mix of accents, isn't it? There was, yeah, David Gray, we had Scottish, English, Irish, um, Australian with Bailey, and it was really difficult. Then Northern English and Southern English. So, yeah. And, they were sitting in the canteen talking about birds, and I was thinking, "Who? Why are we talking about birds here?" And <laughs> until I got to the point that um, birds is not a bird, so um, yeah, it was completely different to what I was expecting, and it was funny, it was good to see. And Matt Jackson was always saying to me that, um, "Well, your English is probably the best we've got in the dressing room because yeah. you try to speak." Um, school English where none of us do so um it was it was good um so obviously Phil Brown like you said he, he wasn't there long when you joined um how how did you feel about Graham Wesley coming had you heard anything about what he was like or were you just like oh new manager I'm just gonna show him what I can do and hopefully he picks me to play well to be fair in between um Phil and and Graham there was Reza yeah and I, we all thought, or we, we are, I think none of us could understand why they've not offered Greza the deal because yeah. Greza was really good. He was tactically spot on. He, he was preparing for matches with so much attention to detail and stuff. Mm -hmm. like this. So we, we couldn't really understand why. And I had Alan Kelly, first time I had Alan Kelly as my goalkeeping coach because obviously he brought in um, Kelts and that was so helpful for me. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't really understand what was going on. And um, I thought like, okay, yeah, I've heard some stories in the dressing room about the new lad come, uh, new coach coming in. Mm -hmm. Wasn't the best, obviously, because uh, Yumi and Craig and Clark Alai, they were all like, oh no, they can't bring him in. And, and I've never heard of him, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, yeah, just play my game and uh, see where it takes me. Um, I've, at the time, I've already extended my deal until the um, for a year and a half. So I was like, right, I've got my deal here sorted. I just want to get P&E promoted. Yeah. And whatever manager comes in, we just have to well, put their heads down and work. So it can't be that bad. Yeah. <laughs> and was it that bad? It was at the end, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> um, I think we could all write a book about him. Um, on the other hand, he... Well, he, he brought in one of my um, closest friends from English football then with uh, Scott Laird, and he was my neighbor for a year and a half, or two years, two and a yeah. half years. Well, no, two years it was, two, yeah, two, two or three. No, it was three years at the end. We played together. Um, and, um, well, the training routine was 
something else, to be fair, with Graham Wesley. I've <laughs> never... Well, I, I'm used to work hard in Germany. When, when it's pre-season or even during the season, you have double sessions minimum twice a week where you are going in the, in the woods for, to, for a jog or running and, and stuff like this. Yeah. So um, I don't know if you remember um, the Slovakian Express who played for Middlesbrough, um, Silvan Nemet. No. Uh, uh, yeah, name rings a bell, but... Well, he played for, for, for Middlesbrough in the Prem, and um, I played with him in Aachen, uh-huh. and and he was like, when he was funny, he was, well, he was such a good player, um, and he came in, he said, well, Stokes, we're training so much, and I was like, oh, come on, and he said, no, no, set, no hard sessions in England, we're just ticking over, and not really much doing there, and then I come to Germany, and, and it's, it's, just training, 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 training so hard. So uh, it was kind of um, different for me. The first, first and foremost, having an English routine where you have always Wednesdays are always or usually always off. Yeah. You have Sundays off, and in Germany you're lucky when you get one day off a week, and you have tw- twice or twice a double session a week. So um, that was different. But then coming to Simon Gray, uh, not to Simon Gray, to Stephen Wesley. Is it Stephen? No, no, Graham. it was uh, Graham. Sorry, Graham, Graham Wesley. Yeah. Um, it was completely weird, and uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I've never had something like this. And um, even though the the pre-match talking, the the worst bit was the post-match talking. After every game, we were in the dressing room for an hour, hour and a half. Yeah, and I remember. He was just like caning players um, for fun. So whenever we lost, uh, we we came out of the dressing room, even though we've won two nil or something. Yeah, you felt like you've lost the game because he was bollocking you for a simple mistake. What happened in the game when when you just square a pass and it's it's, it's just yeah. gone to the opposition and stuff like this. And uh, it was not the best time. And I think he had me close to retirement as well when because um, I've lost. My my joy of playing football under him. Um, yeah, and, I remember. I remember Hume saying um, that the first thing he said to him at the training ground was, "I've heard you like a Mackie's," and Hume was like, "What? Like, you're not going <laughs> to say hello first and introduce <laughs> yourself?" And and he said from that moment on, he said, "I I just knew that it was it was downhill from there." Yeah, well, he had us. He had us in a in a um, in a, the day before the game when we played down in London. He had us doing. Oh, he made us doing things like where he thought it, it would be good for the team for teamwork and stuff like this, where we had to pretend being actors and and stuff like this. So it was just <laughs> weird and time wasting. We were all so we weren't really focusing on football. But when you go into the game, and obviously mistakes will happen during the game which is just normal and um but you think like oh no i've just uh, as for me as an example as a keeper oh damn i should have come out for this cross or whatever yeah and you think but nothing happened good just keep moving but you you know exactly when you get in the dressing room he will tell you and he will give you a bollocking for it yeah it doesn't help you so it takes your confidence down and that's i think that's what he did with the whole team the confidence was just just went downhill as yeah. soon as he, he walked in the in the in the room. 
So even after uh, like that Swindon game, for example, where Di Canio brought off Wes Fodderingham, even after that win, would he have just pulled you apart on little things? Yes, yes, he did. Mental. He did. What was that? Oh, we did win quite high, didn't we? Um, yeah, I think we won 4-0 and uh, yeah. Di Canio well, brought you, off Wes yeah, Fodderingham after still, like 20 minutes. Oh yeah, I remember. Um, but he was still caning people in the dressing room, not saying like, just let's see you Monday, enjoy the weekend. Yeah, and, um, well great done. Win, um, great result. No, he was he was still finding little bits and bobs and to to, to well, just take the confidence and, and the enjoyment of football out of you. So and when, my business was always waiting in the in the in the players um, players room there for me to turn up, or all of us to turn up, and it took ages. <laughs> yeah, I bet she's thinking, I just want to go home. Yeah, well, she did, but we only had one car at the time. <laughs> <laughs> she had to wait. No choice. Um, so that I think it was a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night when we were playing. I think was it down at Yeovil when he got sacked afterwards. Um, was that just a, a huge relief? It was. Um, even though um, I think it was Declan Watt's first game for us. Yeah. He got signed. I think we played the week before we played on a Tuesday night. We were meant to play um, uh, Crawley away and it got postponed. Yeah. I think it was the week before. And... Um, that would have been, I think, my last game then at the time, mm-hmm. because um, when we just got out of the team bus, he he told me just before the game. Um, bearing in mind, he still thought with the game would be on. I think he told me that he signed Declan Rudd on loan from from Norwich, and I was like, oh, thanks for letting me know. Uh, just half an hour before the game. Yeah, cheers for that. <laughs> um, but then Deck came in, and obviously he he played. And, well, what was he like, Dick? Was he? Dick was brilliant. Um, yeah. To be fair, I I, all, I got on with every keeper we had there. I got on well with um, with Turns, with um, Steph, with well, whoever was there. Even Simo, I got on with, and um, and and then Declan and Sam, Sam or or Jamie Jones, we all got on really well with each other. Yeah. Um, because it's it's well, at the end of the day, obviously, he takes your place or I take his place in goal. But mm-hmm. um, on the training ground, we've got the GK Union, where we, where we more or less, it's three keepers and the goalie coach who work the whole training session together. Yeah. And um, if you don't get on with each other, I think you've got a problem and you don't enjoy the football. And yeah. if you if you if you have a if you have a smile on your face, training, train hard, and try to um, get the competition going, just put it down to the manager who has to decide if you can if you play or not. And if it's fair, then it's all right. And Declan was is, is still a brilliant keeper. I think um, Preston did really well to to get him on a permanent now, and he's I think he still is a is a really really good goalkeeper. But um, no, when when he when he then first came in, I still I think there's still a picture of me and John Summer joking before the Yeovil game um, about well stuff like this, and we we both knew. Like if if he gets sacked now, um, or if we lose tonight, um, he gets sacked, and uh, mm. it was such a relief in the dressing room, and it was well, I I I think it wouldn't have mattered. There was no matter who manager, which manager comes in next, just um, as long as it wasn't him. It's, it's, everything is better than we had in the in the year and a half before. Yeah. So um, I think 
when Simon then came in, he did absolutely the right thing. It was just small-sided games, taking over, playing games, and yeah. uh, just get the fun, the happiness back into the team. And that's yeah. what he did. So how, how how was Simon to work with then as a, as a manager? Obviously, like you've just said, he got he got the happiness back in. But from your point of view, was he um, was he good for you or? Yeah, he was. To be fair, he was he was good for me. Um, he extended my deal then. Um, obviously, I didn't play as much as I would have liked to mm-hmm. um, because when 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 he came in, Declan was there and he did well. And then they we they signed him again for um, the season after that on loan, for yeah. full season on loan. And I knew, okay, they extended my deal, um, but I knew I wouldn't play as much football because he's on loan, he's got to play. Yeah. Um, but because football for me was enjoyment again and, and happiness again, and mm-hmm. I loved what I was doing. Kelts was there. Kelts was really important for me. Um, Declan was a good guy and we wanted to get promoted we wanted to get pressed back in the champ Um, I thought you know what I stay here I I do my bits for the team and um, if I get the chance to play I will play and maybe Declan goes back and then I can play but I just want to be part of the team and just just play my part yeah do what you can do yeah even though I'm not on the pitch but play my part in 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 the dressing room as an experienced player and um, just help the team. And, and then we had Kelts there. We had Snots there, who was brilliant as well. Mm-hmm. Snots was probably the best assistant manager I had in my career. He always said, an, he always put an arm around you and he had a good word, even though um, Simon just put you on the bench or something. Um, he was, Snots was really good. Yeah. And, um, uh, but in general, I would say Simon was the white manager at the time, um, a good manager really enjoyed working under him even though I've not played as much yeah um but he I think what he has to improve I think is his man management skills he's got to improve a bit of that because um whenever it was down to a hard decision he was more or less sending snots in to tell you or something right yeah not doing it himself not doing it himself but um on the other hand well his training sessions were good. We had success as a team, and that's mm-hmm. all that matters. And um, that was good, yeah. So, obviously, we mentioned earlier the. I think you said it was three penalty saves against Rochdale and the JPT. Yeah. I think overall your penalty saving record was pretty good at North End. I think when I think when I was at uh, Doncaster after my last game for them against Chef U on the when they got promoted to the to the champ Chef United I saved one again in against I think it was against Billy Sharp in the in the last game. Yeah. Um, and after that there was like a record sheet in the paper and it said in my in my time in England, apart from the penalty shootouts, I saved fifty percent of my penalties. Bloody hell. That was good, yeah. I think um was a brilliant record. Yeah. Um, never known. I was never known for saving penalties in Germany. But um, the the kitman came after the watch day game. The kitman said to me, um, Dave. He said to me, "Well, I've not expected anything less of you because you're German and we are English. So Germans, <laughs> you always win the penalty shootouts." That's <laughs> um, a fair point. That's a fair it, point. It was. A, it was a fair point. And I was like, "Yeah, you're right." And um, I don't know. It was just 
having this in mind, probably, just helped me a little bit. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, penalty shootouts are just so much luck. You just have to guess right. Um, and so, did you did you ever do anything in particular, or was it always just a, l- a little bit of instinct and a little bit of luck? <clears throat> well, when when Simon came in um, with Kelts, then we had a bit more preparation where where Kelts was looking at the players and looking at where where they, they place it. But before that, it was just instinct. Especially in my first couple of games when I was yeah. there, it was just instinct going to the right side. I think after the watch the JPT game, we played them in the at Deepdale um, on the Saturday as well. Yeah. So my, I think my first two games were both against Watchdale, and I saved one in um, in that game as well. Do you think your um, height helped as well? Or? Yeah, probably. Uh, I just intimidated the player. <laughs> Do you think Maybe. there's much in in you know when you'll hear like a, a striker or whoever the penalty taker is saying? my slow run-up is so that I can wait for the keeper to make a move. From from a keeper's point of view, do you do you think that much into it? Or, like you said, do you think just I'm just going to go to my right and, mm, and that's it? Well, yes and no. First, I was like, if if there's a right-footed player or left-footed player, if he goes, if he shoots with his right foot, I go to my right. Right. If he shoots with his left, I go to my left. Yeah. It's something you can just stick to and which I did. Yeah. And then obviously if he goes if there's a slow one up, I remember I think Shed Evans it was um at Chef United mm-hmm. when we played them in my first season, he just walked up to the ball and it was clear he can't go to my right even though he's right footed. So I just went yeah. to the left and it just rolled into my arms. It was the slowest penalty I think I've ever saved. <laughs> and I was just looking to the ref and felt like, this can't count now. We have to take it again or so. Um, and the problem was I was taking the mickey out of set after that. And just, <laughs> <laughs> he scored two after that. So uh, uh, never did oh, that again. But yeah. um, it's just, yeah, looking at the run-up, um, how he runs up to the ball and um, just try to make yourself as big as possible. Yeah, And then commit yourself to the to the way you want to go. If you go, just go full in, all in, and then you've got a chance. Not, Don't wait too long. Yeah. So um, that was something I was doing. Or When we played, uh, when I was at Donny, we played Bristol Rovers away. Oh no, it was Chesterfield. Sorry, when I was at Chesterfield, we played Bristol Rovers away, and Matt Duke was the goalkeeping coach. And he, he told me before one game, he said, well, if he takes a penalty, the last three, he chipped in the middle. Yeah. So I thought like, can't really stand up here and just stay there but then we got a penalty against that and he came up and I thought like we were one nil down at the time I thought like you know what fuck that I just stay here and he just chipped it in my arms and he <laughs> you was couldn't like, believe it could you he, he came up to me and said like you're the first keeper who just stood up I felt like yeah but I've watched your penalties back and he, you uh, you just put the last uh, three in the middle so why should I go to one side yeah. So, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> and um, so, to be fair, at the end, now I think now the video analysis and everything is is so much more advanced, where it just looks into so much more detail yeah. than back in 2011. So, yeah, now you've got all the information. It makes did it you, easier. Did you, did you see, um, obviously, we were just talking about Tim Cruel, but did you see Norwich Tottenham? in the FA Cup, I think it was the FA Cup, a few weeks ago. Um, well, I've heard about it. But there was a picture it. of him afterwards with 
with his water with bottle, with and he had all, all the names yeah. on it. Well, well, against Lehmann had this in 2006 in the World Cup when we played Argentina. Um, he had like a little piece of paper into in in his shin pads under his shin pads. He always pulled it out before. So I've never had this. I never had like I've just had a sheet of paper any uh, somewhere. Um, it's either the goalkeeping coach just tells you before the run up where he's going. Mm-hmm. Or, or I go instinct, or just remember, all right, he went to that and that side. Yeah. So on on the topic of penalties, then, how did you feel after the FA Cup game against Man United? Mm, really disappointed, to be honest, because um, I knew if if that could have been my last game of the season, because obviously Sam was in Sam Johnson, and we were out of the cup, and I had the cup games. Yeah. And um, well. When I brought Wayne Rooney down, I thought like, uh, well, just got to save it then. But he just completely sent me the wrong way, <laughs> to <Yeah>. be honest. <laughs> um, did you speak to Wayne afterwards? Because obviously yes. he, yes. Uh, I think I think it, it's quite easy to say that he, he, he made the most of it, didn't he? Yes, but... Um, Yes, of course he did. He did make the most of it. But looking back at the pictures, why the hell did I came out there? There was no point for me to coming out. And um, I said to um, to Garns at the time, I said to him, or um, afterwards, you know what? You would have gone down as well yeah. if you got the opportunity. If you feel a little touch of the player, of the of the goalkeeper, you go down. And yeah. um, obviously he played the ball just a tiny bit before me, and um, he. As you said, he made the most out of it. Mm. Um, I think there was a big debate in the in the press, saying he was a diver and and stuff like this. And um, but and I think Ritzdale came out in the sun saying, "Oh, um, he apologized to me, Rooney." No, did he fuck? Uh, why should he? Um, he just made the most out of it, and um, I was just a little bit too late. And and it was a fair penalty. It was a penalty. Unfortunately, and um, yeah, lesson learned. Don't, don't. Um, I wasn't expecting Rooney to be that quick, to be honest. <laughs> um, I don't think anyone was, to be fair. No, but he got there just before me, and um, it was a clear pen. But we, we did speak. We did speak after the game, and I said, "Well, you yeah. made the most out of it." And he said, "Yes, of course. What else can I do?" So fair enough. Yeah. Well, yeah. Can't say anything more than that, really, can you? No. No, um, he didn't dive. I knew he wasn't diving, um, even though I complained to the referee. But I knew I touched him, and that was good. Yeah, fair enough. You've spoke before about how you and Scott Laird were such good friends. What were you feeling when he scored that goal? Um, well, I was so happy for him in general because we had a car school. We were next door neighbours, and obviously good friends. Uh, but I just thought can't believe it we go through we go to the next round then we play because I think it was already confirmed that we would play Arsenal yeah um, and I thought like wow great they are so poor at the moment I think first half Man United was so poor and they yeah, weren't really good and then we scored the 1-0 and I thought like if this keeps going as it does as it, as it is at the moment we definitely get a replay minimum a replay out of it yeah and um, yeah just so happy, such a great feeling, and I'm happy for Scott as well because obviously he was injured the year before and yeah. a long way back, 
and then he was in and out the team as well and he was so happy that he played against United um, obviously Bukes was disappointed but he was happy to play and, and yeah. then he scored so um, I was just like wow we've got a real chance here to get into the next round yeah um, so when Sam Johnston came in under under Simon Grayson you were you were pretty much almost straight away pushed down to number two obviously you touched on it before when Declan came in as well how how did that make you feel like were you obviously you're going to be disappointed but are you well, thinking well I'll just stick at it and fight for my place or um well the thing I think the the story with Declan and Sam is a little bit different because when Deck came in, it was still um, um, Graham Wesley as a manager and yeah. um, Steve Simmonson, I think he he got kicked out more or less or he walked away, whatever you want yeah. to tell it uh, or say it. And then it was clearly, I think it was so clear that Graham would bring in a new, co- uh, a new goalkeeper mm-hmm. and... Um, where with Simon and and Sam Johnston, there wasn't really a need for a new goalkeeper because we had um, Jamie Jones in, who played the first bit of the season. And then from the Bristol game on, I played. Uh And um, I think we were second at the the time in the league. I had a really good clean sheet record at the time and and I thought I played quite well. Had a really good time over Christmas where we were successful as well, even though Garns was injured. Yeah. Um, and um, I thought I did well and didn't really understand it. Kelts rang me the, the day or the night before. Uh, I still know how it was. I was like in just try to put our little one to bed. Yeah. And my missus came up and she said, oh, you've got a missed call from Kelsey. Is something happening? And she, she just said, um, I, I take Ben to bed and, and you just ring Kelts back. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, right, I ring him back. So I went Kelts back and he said, listen, um, just want to let you know um, there will be a new lad from, um, in training tomorrow, a new goalkeeper. We just had the opportunity to get a, a really highly rated goalkeeper in from, um, from Manchester United. Um, hasn't got anything to do with you, but uh, we might have the chance to sign him on a permanent next year. And uh, the club just well took the opportunity to sign him. And I was yeah. like, wow, yeah, okay. Um, really disappointed. I didn't know what to say. I just said to Kelts, thanks. And um, I was like, yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> why Why is that? Yeah. I got into training the next day. Kelts got me into his office and um, we were talking about it. Jamie Jones was there as well. So Jamie got pushed to a number three. Yeah. Um, completely out of favor. And um, I was like, okay. And then Simon got me in the, in his office telling me, well, you've done so well, but blah, blah, blah. We've got the chance here to sign this high young player or highly rated player. And we just had to do it. And I said, well, yeah. And he will play from now on. He will play in the league, but you get all the cup games. And we, we were still in the JPT yeah. um, against Warsaw. And um, still, because I think... Sam wasn't allowed to play um, in the FA Cup as well because he played in it for Oldham or for Donny. I don't, I can't remember for which club he played. Or uh, it would have been Doncaster, I think, because yeah. if I remember correctly, one of the One Direction lads was kicking off on Twitter yeah. when we signed him. 
I think, yeah, yeah, I think it was, um, oh, what's his name? Yeah, I remember. Uh, <laughs> is it Louis Tomlinson? Yeah, Louis Tomlinson. He was he's yeah. a really big Rovers fan. And, um, he was yeah, giving North End a load of shit, wasn't he? Yeah. But um, for me, it was like, yeah, right. So see what the kid can do. Mm-hmm. I was I was like, no, I, I tried to keep my place here and try to work as hard as possible. But was that was just fighting it against windmills because obviously the decision was already made that, that Sam had to play. Yeah. And in all fairness, he did well. He, he's a really good keeper. He did really well. I think he, he was one of the reasons at the end why we got promoted as well. Um, mm-hmm. Played well. So um, I got to a point where I just said, all right, Luckily, we got into the next round to play United. That really lifted my mood, yeah. to be honest, um, because then I had the um, opportunity to play against United to to have this this game and um, still being in the cup and have the cup games was was good for me to just keep working hard and stick your head down and just yeah. work hard on the training ground. And um, we still had the chance to get promoted mm-hmm. and. I know for sure, um, or, or I was talking to Kels about it as well, that if we get promoted, I play my part as well because I did well when I played in the in the in the league. Did yeah. well um, whenever I was called to action, and they knew as a that's what Simon said to me as well. They knew as a as a as a coaching from the coaching side, they could always throw me in, and they know mm. I can deliver. Yeah, and, rely on you. And they can rely on me. And um, what what Simon also said then was, listen, we are really happy with you, um, and we will extend your deal closely, um, shortly. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, okay, because I was out of contract in the summer, and I was like, yeah, happy to talk. And um, yeah, so I was just like, okay, keep your head down, work hard, make sure we get into the champ, and then um, hopefully get a deal for next season. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was it. Fair enough. Um, so, I think it was in the January window when Jermaine Beckford came in as well, in 2015? No, I think Bex came a bit earlier, didn't he? I can't remember. I, um, think, Bex, I think Bex came in December on loan from, from Bolton. Yes, he did. You're right. So, how, how, how was that? How was it with him coming in? Um, obviously, like you said, we, we were still in a pretty good position um, in the league. But with someone of his quality at that level coming in, did it sort of give everyone a bit of a boost? Like, we can push on from here and definitely yes, it was. promotion. Um, all, in all fairness, I didn't really know him. Right, yeah. <laughs> when, he first, when he first came in, I didn't know him. And I just thought, like, yeah, the lads were saying, oh, yeah, this lad, uh, he's coming in from Bolton, great striker. And when I think the first two or three training sessions, I was just like, poor. He's got some quality here. Yeah. <laughs> Where has he came from? And um, no, it helped so much. Because I think um, around that time we we had a bit of a bad. Was it? It was either January or the February. Yeah, we went was, on a bit of a bad run, didn't we? Yeah, I think. Yeah, we did. We did. I think it was in January. We were, we had a really bad one, and um, I think it was when he came in, and then Gans got injured. Yeah. Because I think he came in in December, and then. It was at the time when Gans and him, they were still playing together a little bit. And then it just made click. It looked like it made click with these two working together. And then Gans got injured and was out for a while. Mm. And um, uh, when as soon as Gans was back fit, this partnership of him and, and Bex was just outstanding. And um, 
it's probably the best pair of strikers I played with. Yeah, um, with uh, obviously with Gally and uh, DJ in midfield as well. Yes, of course. Then you have well all the players. Um, Neil, Neil Kilkenny. Where she was there, and yeah, we had a really looking back. We had a really good squad, and it shows the quality of the squad we had at the time. You can still see because a lot of the lads are still in the in the in the squad nowadays. Yeah, well, Gally's still playing. DJ's Gally's our still, top scorer. Gally just turned twenty-five, didn't he? Well, the way he plays, it looks like. But <laughs> um, no, but no, he, he's he's good. And um, and then you've got Welsh. We had Welshy in. We had um, Bailey, Clarky. So really good players. Yeah. So um, no, it was it was good at the time and. To be fair, when when Bex came in or when Sam Johnston came in, there was a bit of for, um, dip of form in, in our team. Yeah. But we got out of it quite soon. And I think with so many games you have during the season, it's quite normal that there will be a time when you just don't get the results you want. Liverpool yeah, you'll, you'll, go through, um, you'll go through ups and downs, won't you, through course, a season? Yeah. It's always going to happen. Yes, of course. Um, but... Uh, it's just a normal way how every season goes with ups and downs. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but we got through it as a team. And I think our main strength as a team was as well, even though the lads who didn't play were disappointed, but they were still pushing and working hard on the training ground <clears throat> to try to work their way back into the team. Because yeah. what Simon is was known for is that if it doesn't go your way he's quite quickly just gives the other ones a chance yeah um so i think laird and buchanan were prime example for that whenever they played well they he kept them in the team Mm -hmm. but if they didn't he knew exactly okay i put the other one in yeah and i know what i can get Knew, knew that he had two good options yeah yeah and that's what we had i think throughout the whole team we had really good options in on every position yeah. Um, so obviously we came out of that bad run and then got to the point where um, who the hell was it that we played on the last day? Colchester. Colchester, not Chester. <laughs> I was going to say Chesterfield, but I know it wasn't Chesterfield. No, we, that played w- them we the wouldn't playoffs. have thrown down to that. <laughs> um, so obviously going down to Colchester, knowing that a win seals promotion. Would you would you say that the pressure of the day maybe got to the players? Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I think Simon said it before Wembley. Simon Simon said to us, or he might have even said it before um, before the coaches again. Don't um, just play the game, not the occasion. Yeah. And um, I think in the Colchester game, we did play the occasion. We just we knew and we thought like, oh yeah, they are already relegated more or less, but they stayed up at the day. But what can they do if we yeah. if we play our game? Oh, it was just like they were fighting for their lives, and we thought like, oh yeah, just we, we play a bit tiki taka and uh, just score a goal as always, and then we get through. Um, the, our missuses were already planning what was going on in Preston afterwards, and um, <sighs> even though us older players like me, Kev Davis, and and stuff like this, we were all saying like. Hey, calm down. We just yeah, we haven't done anything. Win the first, and um, but there was too much buzz around the place, and mm-hmm. um, we we just didn't deliver on the day because we had quite a mix of young and old, didn't we, in the squad yes. at the time? 
Yes. Um, obviously, Alan Brown was just coming through. Um, I think. Yeah, but have... even even players like um, Scott or Welshy or, or players like this or Bailey, no Bailey wasn't there, but Clarky, yeah, not Clarky, but all the I would say mid twenty ones, they were just like buzzing. Oh yeah, we get easily through that, and um, uh, I think it was just too relaxed at the day. Yeah. And too um, nervous. So it was both, both thinking like, oh, we, it's an easy win for us, but then the nervousity about um, just getting promoted. Yeah. So um, it was just how, too much. How was that? How was that coach journey back up to Preston? It was thankfully it was a flight. How <laughs> it wasn't, wasn't it? Far. Yeah. <clears throat> we flew down um, from where was it? From Southend? I think it was from Southend. Um, uh, or we flew to Southend the day before, then got to the hotel, and um, it was, I think, Simon said, the first thing he said to us was on the coach, he's not said anything post-match before, just yeah. on the coach, he said, listen, lads, we're all disappointed, um, stick together now, give you a couple of days off, and then we go again, and there's no better promotion than via Wembley. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and we lost the playoff semis the year before. Yeah, and he said, well, uh, no, to Rotherham, to yeah. yeah and yeah. he said, we know what to do and get a couple of days off and then we go again. And was the most awkward flight and coach journey back because um, it was so quiet. None of us were talking. And um, usually when we flew, we flew from Manchester Airport down yeah. south and we had our cars at the at the um at the airport, but because of, um, we were probably, if we would have won, we would have not been able to drive, I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah. While steaming, um, we all went down by bus, and when we got out of the plane, we knew, oh no, we've got another hour of train, ju- um, bus journey now back to Preston, and um, it was really depressing. Yeah. Um, depressing journey back, but with a couple of days off, knowing we play Chesterfield, and we are in a really good form as well. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. We well, we had there was there was optimistic. Uh, there was a lot of optimism around the place then again. In the yeah, in the run up to the Chesterfield games. Yeah. And um, after yeah, especially after the Chesterfield game. So obviously we go away to Chesterfield. Beckford puts us one nil up after about six or seven minutes, something yeah. like that. And then it was just a back to the walls job, then really, wasn't it? It was. We knew we knew from the um, when we played them during the season that it's a tough place to go and it will yeah. be hard. But as soon as we scored the one nil, we 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 knew exactly when they get to our place, they won't have a chance because the compared to the season before, it was we played ours. Yeah, you know, we played. Ours, it was the other way around, wasn't it? The away game in the in the, in the second leg. And um, uh, we knew when we get to Preston, we beat them. Yeah. And um, well, that's well, who would have thought it would have been a 4 0 with Beck scoring from the halfway line? But uh, well, I was gonna was say, Gans, so was it Gans, Gans volley as well, or was that the year before? No, so the, the, I was gonna say, the season before when we played uh, Rotherham, there was Joe Garner with his volley, yeah, and then the Chesterfield one was obviously Beck from the halfway. For you, which one was better? Gansas. Yeah, I'm the yeah. same. Well, not like not just like I think the the volley 
just shows that he doesn't give a fuck about if he gets a chance he just shoots from wherever <laughs> yeah. he is he just doesn't give a fuck but um the um i think gan's first touch before the volley was probably one of the best touches i've seen yeah um, the one after he's controlled it on his chest yeah yeah then puts it over the other one and yeah, and yeah. just slash it in, in the in the in the corner where bex was just like bex is he did that in training a couple of times before, um, just chip it over the keeper and yeah. he just loved to do it. And it was just something you would expect from Bex. If you know him in that situation, he's such a clever um, instinct player. If he sees the keeper, where where Simon also told us before the game, listen, it's um, who was it was it was in was- goal. It was Tommy Lee was injured. Um, yeah, they they had to get someone in on yeah, like, um, last Joe minute, Lewis, didn't they? It was, Joe, was it Joe Lewis? Some yeah, someone like that. Someone like remember. him. I don't know who it was. I felt sorry for him, but we knew that he is a keeper who who loves to get out the uh, up the pitch and keeps a high line always. So he told the lads, if you get a chance, just just take it, and that's what yeah. Bex did. Because I think did Bex come out afterwards and say that he he saw the keeper off his line, but he yeah. was he was knackered. Yeah. So he just thought, <laughs> I'll just I'll just hit it and see what happens. Yeah, I think he said yeah, I think he said something like this. And and the other thing was I think the keeper hasn't had any any um, match p- uh, fitness as well because obviously the season was already finished and and then they just signed him for the second leg. Yeah, I think it's, didn't it's, didn't, it didn't Tommy Lee get injured in our game? Yeah, I think it was Joe Murphy. On oh, yeah, it was Joe Murphy, yeah. yeah. And um, he, he loves to keep a high line. So, yeah. Um, so how, how, how was that for, obviously, all the lads, all the fans running on the pitch? and? Well, that's what football is all about. Huh? It's the best feeling in football. And um, just, just celebrating um, with the fans and um, knowing you get to a final... Um, in Wembley was just going to Wembley was just for I think for every one of us was just a dream come true at the time. So was was the was the maybe an element of we need to calm down a bit here. We've still got another game to play. We don't want to end up like we did when we went to Colchester. Um, I think Colchester was such a warning for us um, that everyone was so concentrated on getting the job done and. Yeah. Um, Knowing that, um, knowing we play Swindon, who was at the time it was just tiki taka total football, and um, if we would have played them at their place or at a um, tinier ground, I think um, there would have been a chance for for us to get smashed. But yeah. um, because obviously when we played them, I think during the season, didn't we win four nil as well? Yeah, I think we beat them both games, didn't we? That yeah, season? but at our, uh, I think when we played them at our place at D. Yeah, it was because it, didn't Joe Garner score a hat trick? Yeah, and they played the second team more or less, didn't they? Yeah, and um, that was for us like, oh yeah, we show them we can beat them, even though they play the full team. And um, obviously, the match plan Simon had um, worked out perfectly, and um, we didn't really let them get into their passing routine and um, just pass it through the thirds and the way they did to yeah. be fair footballing wise was probably um, Swinton was probably the best team in the league how they how they popped it around and was really good to watch 
but we didn't um or we managed to not let them play their game to play we had to um or they played our game and that yeah. didn't, didn't work out for them and i think Wembley the pitch was just far too big for them yeah it suited us didn't it yeah it did yeah um so in the build-up to Wembley then what what was it like exciting um to be honest i've never been to wembley before um never had the experience was really even though i was on the bench really looking forward to to wembley i think we we um went down two days earlier mm-hmm. um got to wembley um had a um just got into the empty ground had a look around in the stadium yeah and then grayson got got us tickets to watch the um the other half uh, the other um the, the league, league two. two the league two final yeah. Um, just to get an experience how Wembley is for for a couple of us lads, and um, because we had this warning with Colchester, we were so determined to get the job done. Yeah. And um, I think for Swindon, it was just like um, they played the occasion. Um, I played with Andy Williams afterwards in Doncaster. Yeah. And he was saying like, oh yeah, they got us. They treated it as a normal game more or less, and it wasn't a normal. game where where Simon just made us aware of the fact that it's a great chance for all of us, but we have to stay cool, stay calm, and play play our game. And yeah. um, to be fair, I don't think it, there was the game was never in doubt for us from from the minute one. To be fair. Yeah, and then obviously early, I think like what yeah, again inside the first so ten minutes. Yeah, and and the thing we were really good at. And even though um, we had um, three keepers playing during the season, that, but that shows how good of a team we were. Yeah. Um, I think we had, we kept in over 60 games, we kept over nearly 30 clean sheets. But, I yeah. think it was 20 something clean sheets we had during the key, three keeper, uh, um, just between the three of us. Yeah. Sam, Sam and myself. and um, so we knew as soon as we get one nil up, we can defend the house here yeah, and we can just make sure. But then obviously it came completely different and we smashed them 4-0. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was it Beck scoring a hat-trick? I think. The, yeah. I think only the second guys. player to score a hat-trick in a oh, playoff final. Yeah. Um, and I think as well, I think including the final, it was the highest scoring playoff campaign from one team with eight goals on uh, aggregate over the playoffs. Yeah. Eight goals with no no goals conceded. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think you could say then that your time at North End was pretty good. It was. Now, um, with all the ups and downs, which are normal in football, but it was a brilliant t- um, time. We're still looking back. We made so many friends and yeah. um, we had such a brilliant time there. Um, unfortunately, it came to an end. Um, but... Um, I won't won't regret anything, even though coming over with a one month deal at the start and where it took us. And whenever when I first came over, my my goal was to get P, uh, play a part in getting P and E back to the championship. And yeah. um, I'm so happy um, we did that. Um, it was a great journey, and I still enjoy it when I come back. Um, I think it was two years ago now. Um, I was against Villa. I was at the ground. Yeah. Um, not at the chance since because obviously I was then playing here in Germany and stuff like this um, mm-hmm. and 
but yeah, still still like the place, like the city, and um, yeah, it's, it's it was great great experience and a great part of my career. Yeah. Good. Um, what was the what was the night out like after after Wembley? Because obviously, I think did you all come straight back up to Preston? Yeah, we came straight up to Preston. Uh, I think it was Beluga that night, and um, the party wasn't as I have expected. It wasn't not as well the week where where I got promoted to, in Germany before that, and afterwards I got promoted to the Bundesliga with Dusseldorf um, yeah. two years ago. But um, compared to the the parties and the celebrations we had over here, mm-hmm. it wasn't good. I was I was a bit disappointed that we not had the um, open bus tour and stuff like that. The club cancelled that for whatever reason. I think it would have been much better just to well to celebrate with the fans. Yeah, yeah. Um, where in Germany you usually go out um, to the town hall and just present something, present the trophy and stuff like this, and that yeah. was missing and. Um, I don't know why they did it, but that was something I think when you, as a player, you just want to celebrate with the fans then as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think we did that enough. Um, and that's probably down to the club as well, where they not had an open bus tour or anything. Yeah, uh, I think f- for me anyway, um, it was quite disappointing, obviously, that that never happened. But I think it was all organised for the day after Colchester. And um, why they didn't, um, I think they didn't organise it because they were, I don't know what it was. Um, well, we, we had, historically, we had a bad record. Well, we still, I mean, apart yeah, from that, win, we've got an awful record in the playoffs. So they maybe thought, well. Yeah, but, but still, if you, as soon as you know you get promoted, I think there's no problem in Preston to organise a bus tour because I think it was Bank Holiday the day after. Yeah, it was. You could have organised something and yeah. even though, and the only thing we did, we did, we went out three, four days in a row, and then um, we came together as a team with all the officials and all the families at detail. But that was it as an yeah. official part for getting promoted, and that was quite disappointing, to be honest. Have you got any stories from your time at North End that stick with you, like the, the fond memories that you always look back on that maybe aren't common knowledge or maybe that people don't think about? Um, well, the 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 Torsten Stuckman masks. Oh yeah. Old them away. They were well. I've never had something like that before. Or afterwards, and that was just great. And that shows you as well where uh, what kind of character um, Graham Wesley was. Because um, um, what did he say? Um, he said, oh, yeah, what's all the fuss about about this mask there and, and stuff like this? And I was like, well, they just, I'm, I'm, I'm really proud and um, uh, that they do it. And, and he was just smashing and he was, like, taking it away from me. Yeah. and um, Just being negative. Yeah, was just negative and, and taking the mickey out of it and stuff like this. And um, um, I didn't understand it. And I was really, well, I still... Really proud of it. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that um, the fans did it for me. It was really, a really nice gesture, and um, so it was great to see, especially when you come out then, and yeah. and, and they all wearing or having German flags up and, and stuff like this. Was it was so good. It was so enjoyable that day, and um, and then obviously what else sticked out? I scored my only goal in professional football, the penalty against Oldham. Uh, Were you nervous before that, or? 
not really, um, because he missed beforehand. Yeah. And I knew if I score, we are through. If if not, it just goes on. Um, so I wasn't really nervous, but he made it so easy for me, the keeper as well. He went so early to to the yeah, other yeah. side, and and that was for me just the yard before. I touched the ball. It was just a relief say, seeing he goes in the other direction anyway. So, so you just put it in the opposite direction. Put it in the, uh, in the, just had to put it in the net. Um, yeah. So um, that was, that was good. Let me, let me think about, well, it was, no, I think what, what stuck out for me was like the way, um, where in Germany after the season you go usually you go to Mallorca for for a couple of days with the team yeah just to have an end of season party and um, in England you don't really do it a couple of lads go to Vegas then but in England don't, they don't really do it but then you have these Christmas parties yeah um, um that was always fun that was always <laughs> good uh, and I remember in my I think it was in my second year. Yeah. We did like a little raffle with um, just just draw um, take a letter or just have to get a letter out of the box and see whatever letter it says you have to get the costume uh, right yeah, yeah. Says. and I pulled out an H and everyone was saying oh you go as Hitler and I said hang on a minute <laughs> um, I'm definitely not definitely doing that. not um, not doing that. But um, I went as Hulk, I think, at the end. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but um, it was like it was always fun having this this um, fancy dress party, all this this Christmas dues, especially when you go away for two days and where you think like on the first on the first night you, know, you just go out normal and then you you meet fancy dress on the day after. Yeah. And they start drinking at 10 again, where you think, like, hey, hang on a minute, not again. <laughs> oh, I need a always, few hours. Yeah, it's, it's always fun. I remember I remember in the year, I think it was the year we got promoted, we went up to um, Glasgow on the mm-hmm. Christmas do, And, and um, Jack King was organizing everything. And because the alcohol in Germany is a little bit cheaper than um, in, in England, yeah. and I was going... I was usually going because we were building our house here at the time. Yeah. I I flew over on a Tuesday night quite a lot to get um because we were off Wednesdays or flew out Manchester first flight at seven in the morning and last flight back at at, at seven PM then. Yeah. To just see how they develop at the house. Yeah. And uh, Jack King just told me, Listen, Stokes, you're going to Germany, are you? And I said, Well, yeah, I am make sure you get some alcohol back because obviously Saturday night we're going to Glasgow. Can you, can you organize something? And um, I said, well, yeah, that's fine. So got to the duty free, bought a couple of um, booze. Um, I think one was um, Amaretto and then just a German schnapps. Uh, just yeah. a, I think it was, I don't know what, what flavor, cherry, cherry flavor, something like this. So after the game, we got to the um, train station in Preston, and uh, on the train journey up two hours to Glasgow, we were playing just games. And Will Hayhorst got a bit, well, overwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> he lost a little bit and then he, he stopped playing and just kept drinking. Never made it out of the hotel. So that oh, was dear. like he completely got the hammer. Um, got, when, he, when he got out of the train station, um, it was only 200 
yards. I think the hotel was only 200 yards away from the train station in Glasgow. Yeah. And then he was rooming with a lady. For, um, a lady came downstairs and um, he just said, well, Will is fast asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so he had so much on the, on the, um, on the train. train journey, on the two-hour train journey to Glasgow that he couldn't really go out that night. <laughs> oh, dear. And um, so that was that was quite funny. So so these nights out there was was always good for team bonding. Yeah, really good. So um, and then in general, I just enjoyed my enjoyed my time. Yeah, good. Um, so before we finish, then I've had obviously I put something out on social media last night um, that you were coming on the podcast, and I've had a few people saying that. You are a North End legend, that you were some people's first player that they properly idolised when they were growing up. Um, so I think you could say that you've always had a good relationship with the North End fans. Um, do you have a parting message for them? Oh, yes, of course. Well, thank you for that. And first and foremost, um, really means a lot to me. And I've always enjoyed my, my time with the fans and um, even more. There were ups and downs as well, and obviously everyone got his own opinion. But still, I always try to keep or to be myself, to 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 be open, to be um, free for autographs. And um, I know exactly how it was when I was a kid. Like um, growing up, you have your idols, and um, really appreciate it. If if well, if if I have been a role model to some of them, and they they are still in goal probably, and and playing in, in nets because of me. And um, it, it means a lot to me. Um, I really enjoyed my time. And, and I think the fans were just brilliant throughout the whole, the whole time at Preston. I think it was really enjoyable. Me and my family, we really enjoyed um, being there. Um, never really, even though we played badly or something, there was never a negative um, word or, or never abuse or something. So I really appreciate that, yes. I was... Um, I was listening to, to Yumi and he was talking about um, how they got rid of Bailey or how they tried to get rid of Bailey yeah. um, at the time. And for me, it was like I was just there and all the good players were just more or less kicked out at the time. Yeah, it was, um, it was a it was, crazy time, wasn't it? It was really crazy time. And um, I've been told afterwards um, that they only kept me because I've been voted player of the year. Really? <laughs> so, yeah, because they couldn't Jesus. couldn't get me out because obviously I played well, but um, I was more or less fans, fans favorite at the year, and um, they couldn't really kick me out, and I was really happy. And on the other hand, um, it shows also shows Bailey's character that he stayed as well, and yeah. that he just got through it. Um, and yeah, he was only young at the time, little, wasn't he? He was young, and he was such a good player, and um, um. He was such a highly rated player as well. Yeah. Um, and no one really could understand why why they wanted to get rid of him. Mm. I couldn't understand why they got rid of um, Yumi or Kutsi and Danny Meyer and all these players. But because I think if we could have, if we would have had the right personal to the squad we had with Yumi, Prox, um, so and so. Um, we are. We would have had a really good f- chance to get promoted this season. Yeah. Um, but because yeah, you know, Wesley just uh, Wesley just threw it out the window. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't know why, 
But um, I was just lucky that I've that I been voted player of the year. Otherwise, they probably would have kicked me out of it as well. Yeah, it's a good job they didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, do you still keep in touch with any of the lads now? Or? Yes, but I'm still in touch with Lady. Um, yeah. With um, every now and then on, on on social media with a couple of lads, obviously um, got them all on Instagram and follow them and see what they're doing. Really good to see how um, a couple of the lads um, are progressing, especially I think Josh Brownell, even though he plays for the wrong club now. But um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but his own opinion on um, yeah, it's good. It's a good move for him though, isn't it? No, personally, it's, it's a brilliant move for him back home as well, and yeah, yeah. get the chance to play in the Premier League. Um, but see what what he did. Um, and Brownie, when I imagine when he first came, um, the way he came, he was such a shy guy in the dressing room. We always had this table tennis competition in the in the dressing room in the gym. Yeah. And um, and that was the first time he came a little bit out of his shell playing table tennis. And uh, yeah. and then Kingy took him under his belt. Don't know if it helped or not. <laughs> did it, did, 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 was there a few of them that lived together? Jack King, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bailey Rye. Bailey, Bailey, Bailey Kingy and um, and Alan Brown then moved in with them as well. And then when Bailey fa- finally found a um, girlfriend, um, it was just Kingy and, and Brownie. Yeah. Um, but it was good for Brownie's development as well. And he's, he's such a high, uh, highly rated player. And um, to be fair, when I've been asked, from I know really I know the um, heads or the the head of recruitment from um, Cologne here where yeah. I live from from Essen to Cologne in the Bundesliga and um, he he used to ask me uh, do you know any good players here and uh, well I said whenever you need a midfielder um, you either have to get Brownie or Bon um, Josh Brownhill or or Alan Browning yeah because those full energy players box to box players really good. And um, good lads as well. So yeah. um, I think what came through at the time when I was there is 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 really good to see them how they've developed, how they've developed through Preston or afterwards mm. as well. And um, it's always good to see what what happened to the players. Just on that, then, do you think um, would would you like to see more English players moving over to Germany or France or Spain or wherever to to try and? Um, Forge yes, a career first, for themselves. Yes, when I first came over, it was like um, um, no one knew what the Bundesliga was like. Obviously, they knew Bayern, they knew Dortmund, but not much after that. Yeah. Um, and obviously, since we won the World Cup 2014, and um, it all and and Bayern and Dortmund got into the Champions League final, it got more and more. And that means um, there was more interest. And I think if you look at the likes at Kenny at Schalke. From Everton, yeah. or especially Jaden Sancho, then um, we had Ryan Kent at Freiburg. That didn't really work out, um, even though I thought Ryan Kent is a brilliant player. But that didn't yeah. really work out at the end. But um, I think there's a great chance, especially the lads, the way they play football, the the, the young lads who come out in English football, the way they play yeah. football with a high energy. I think this is something the Bundesliga is missing and a lot of English um, players can offer to the league and especially how Jaden Sancho, um, how he produced or developed through the last two years is, is just unbelievable. Yeah, no, it's it's promising for English football, definitely. It is, it is. And um, even even in the, in the second uh, Bundesliga, 
I think for young players, if they play in League One or play at the reserve team in in in, in England, it's a great chance to get into the second league here and mm. develop and get some experience. And um, um, I would have never thought that me personally, as a player, as a as a family as well, we have developed so much through our time abroad, and it meant so much for us. Yeah. Um, and it gives you, as a player, as a, as a person, gives you so much. So I can highly recommend for, for, for everyone to just to go abroad and, and see how you can develop and, and, and take that opportunity. Take out, take out of it, yeah. Yeah, cool. Brilliant. Yeah, thank you very much for that, Torsten. Uh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. It was fun. It was good to watch. Um, good to talk to you. And, um, well, I'm still still trying to speak a bit English and um, obviously with my co-commentating every now and then um, I still have to and it's always good. I was going to say you can't be doing that bad if you're co-commentating in English. No, no, no. It's it's it should be, I think it's all right. Um, it's, it's always fun because you've got some um, English commentators who get flying, uh, flown over from, from England um, to, to Germany then to do the games. Yeah. For me it's, it's handy because it's in Cologne so it's only 20 minutes to the studio from here. Yeah. Um, Boys, always good, and and the other likes of um, you've got like co-commentators, experts like Mark Schwarzer, then there, um, Stefan Freund, um, Piane Goldberg. So they've got all the big dogs in. Yeah. And, and me, who just played, obviously, just never played in the Bundesliga, um, still get the opportunity. Um, it's really good for me. I really enjoy doing that. Um, good. Because um, yeah, it's fun. It's it's good to talk about football, to talk about uh, and and. To do it in English is, is fun as well. It's, it's, it's really nice. Good. So, yeah, no, thank you very much. Thank you. Uh,